Welcome to A Star Wars Story Podcast, a podcast honoring the stories of Star Wars, the characters within them, and the people who love them. Today, we will be we will be discussing all the news from D23, including, but especially the trailer. You know what we're talking about. And we have a very, very, very special guest joining us. Welcome, Jacqueline. Say hi, Jacqueline. Hi. I'm back. Yes. She was here last week. Yes. <laughs> So we have a returning guest, which is cool. I think that's the first time we've had that, right, Brooklyn? That this is true. You're yeah. our first double guest. Cool. So that's super, super, super cool. Um, and I mean, I am pretty special, so yes. I mean, you are. We did say you were very, very, very special in the beginning. Yeah, three varies. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just it's so fun to be able. Not that you know, I. And like discounting conversations with just Brooklyn, but I love conversations where we can include a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, like, I like having all the voices, you know, like getting other people's perspectives. And I think that's like why we started this too. And I'm really excited that we're really branching out and having guests and guesting on other podcasts and talking with other people. And it's been so fun so far. But yes, let's just jump. Yeah. And we especially, yeah, we especially wanted Jacqueline to come back on because Jacqueline and I last week had talked a lot about like the Disney Plus like rumors and yes. news and like what our thoughts about that. And then some of those got confirmed, and so we wanted to continue that conversation. Yeah, there. If you have not been paying attention to D twenty three, which like. I don't know how you can avoid it at this point. It's everywhere. But if for whatever reason you haven't been paying attention, this past weekend, a ton of news regarding Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney Plus dropped. Um, So we're just going to be recapping basically the highlights, which there's a lot of highlights, but the most important highlights. (laughs) So yeah, there's a ton. Um... But the first thing that we wanted to jump into, which is arguably one of the... I think it's pretty cool. I really like it. I'm really excited for it. But the Disney Plus streaming service. So Disney is creating a streaming service. um, And their entire repertoire, their entire catalog of um, their intellectual properties will be on there, including a lot of new content that's being created for the streaming service, which is arguably the biggest draw. Um, but there was a lot of new stuff that was confirmed this weekend. So we've already known about shows like the Mandalorian and things like that, that are going to be dropping when the streaming service drops, but there's a lot of stuff that's going to be dropping, as well and it's yeah gonna be rolling that like out. disney plus panel just like watching it unfold like they just like every like three minutes they were dropping something else yeah and it was so fast <laughs> i i was like intermittently checking my phone or like getting notifications and every time something would drop i'm like oh my god this is the thing i'm most excited for and then like five minutes later i'm like oh my god this is the thing i'm most excited for there's so many things i'm really really excited for that 
aren't Star well, Wars Well, when related. they start it off with Lizzie McGuire. Oh, like, I know. You oh. don't think it could go up from there. And then it did. <laughs> that was some of the wildest news, I think, from the weekend. Like, I would wager that that Especially was... Like, there, were, like, there were, like, no rumors regarding that, like, at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Out of the blue, they were just like, hi, we have a new streaming service, and also, Lizzie McGuire is back. Yeah, no, that that was definitely one of the huge highlights for me. Um, I know that, for me, it was, like, a little a teensy bit before my time, but I still watched it as a kid, and I'm really, really excited for this. So, really excited to see where they take that. Um, I'm also cautiously optimistic about the High School Musical show. I'm gonna be honest. Um, oh, I am in no way optimistic for this. You're not that optimistic. That was the worst thing the, I've ever the, seen. The tra- <laughs> I was, I was like, once I saw the premise, I was like, okay, so, so it, it's the h- kids in the high school where High School Musical was filmed putting on a production of High School Musical, and then, and then the trailer happened, and I'm like, did they just put a triggered millennial joke in the first three seconds? Yeah, they did. They did. And they didn't even do it right. They were just like, I and what was it? It's like, and I was triggered as a millennial. Like, it was written by people who, like, (laughs) scrolled through Twitter for 30 seconds and thought that they got all the lingo down and are not using any of it correctly at all. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where there's projects for me that I'm only interested because of the cast. Like, I have no interest based on the plot or anything. I have seen some of the more recent live-action Disney Channel shows, just being a Disney Channel person that's, like, grown up with it. So there are some, like, newer kids that were on, like, Andy Mack. Like, one of the girls that was on Andy Mack is in this show. Um, and, like, a handful of other kids. So probably that's like the only draw for me which is why i say cautiously optimistic but if the plot itself or if the show itself is like nails on a chalkboard watching then the cast will not be enough for me to continue watching it but i do really like the performances that i've seen from the kids in previous projects so we'll have to see but yeah it's i don't i i just i would much rather have been given like actual high school musical continuation with the actual actors like years ago like when it would have made sense for them to do it rather than this yeah so or just like do a similar prem like i mean that's disney channel's thing is just like teenagers in a musical like you can do that without it being like this really weird like thrice recycled concept of high school musical yeah no absolutely yeah it's very very bizarre and I, I like when they first announced it too I was like okay like I think maybe Disney.com or something like the Disney blog or something did like a story on it like giving bare bones details and I'm like okay maybe and yeah it, it's definitely it's definitely one of those shows that like is not written with any input I feel like from maybe like the people that they're trying to like show the lives of like, from that generation, which is going to be mm-hmm. really evident from the script, like, upon watching it. Like, you'll be able to tell for sure. Um, but 
And I didn't really, I don't, did they only, I don't know if they released, because again, I didn't really keep up with a ton of the news, but um, regarding the Jeff Goldblum show, did they release any clips of that, or was it just a, like, a poster? No, no, they, they released a trailer. Oh, I didn't It's see like, that. it's kind of like a, like, it almost feels like Anthony Bourdain, like, but just not about just food like there was like some stuff about food but it's basically just like jeff goldblum going around and being like this thing sounds interesting i'm gonna go learn more about it but in a jeff goldblum way which is just wonderful let's be real I was I was I was mortified. I didn't. I, I, this is my first time. I, 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 I did. Did you guys see the video of him learning that Spider Man is not in the MCU? Yes, that's what I'm referencing. <laughs> this is the first time hearing of it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in shock. What? You know he doesn't give a shit, but he's just like playing it up for all of us because he knows we love that shit. <laughs> yes did you see somebody quoted that video and was like um me when my rich husband dies under yes. mysterious circumstances <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, t- this is the first i'm hearing of this <laughs> oh my god i love it so much he's so pure i really 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 enjoy jeff goldblum and i'm happy that he's getting this like i'm really excited for this just i feel I like, like disney really did. was just like understood the appeal of jeff goldblum and just let him turn it up to like a 10 for this yes. and i'm excited yeah absolutely no this is really really cool it's a cool project and i'm glad they like handed this off to him um in completely or i'm assuming completely new content the christmas movie starring who's it, anna kendrick and bill Hader. am i saying is that correct yeah that information correct? also billy eichner oh is also billy eichner in it are yes! you kidding me? Fuck. Did you guys not watch the trailer? <laughs> no. Oh my god, you guys! I, I skimmed it. You guys, okay. This is this is the this is the premise of the show. Bill Hader is like Santa's son, and he needs to take over as Santa, but he doesn't really want to. So his sister Anna Kendrick tells him like you can you can just go like on a weekend vacation, get away, and then come back and be Santa. But then he never comes back, and so Billy Eichner is like the cousin that like is like the next in line because apparently the sister wouldn't be next in line; it would be the next male cousin, which is dumb. But. Billy Eichner, like, starts going crazy and is like, this is what we need to do to change everything about Christmas. And so then Anna Kendrick has to go find Bill Hader to come back and be Santa Claus before Billy Eichner, like, changes everything about Christmas. And you know it's going to end with, like, but then but then Anna Kendrick gets to be Santa because she is most qualified and she works the hardest. And she loves Christmas the most. And it's okay that a woman can be Santa because we're feminist in, like, the most heavy-handed way. Almost so definitely. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it at least once. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Because it, it, that is... Yeah, so that was among the things that is are going to drop on November 12th when... Uh-huh. Um, when it opens, or when whatever Disney Plus drops. So, like, it's kind of almost almost Christmassy season anyway. But, yeah, so the high school... I'm pretty sure the High School Musical, The World of Colding and Jeff Goldblum, 
that Noel Christmas movie, the Lady and the Tramp movie is also going to be dropping like mm-hmm. on that opening day. Um, which has um, Tessa Thompson. Yes, that's who I was thinking of, and Janelle Monae in it. Um, but as dogs. <laughs> so. Um. It also um, has Benedict Wong and um oh, yeah. Sam. Sam Elliott and Justin Thoreau. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so like, A plus voice cast, I'll probably watch it. it. It very much is falling into the vein of like, all those dog movies that keep coming out. In terms yes. of- But- in, Yeah, in terms of like, live action cast though in it, like, Yvette Nicole Brown and Ken Jeong are both in it, which is interesting. True. Yeah, it has like a really good cast. <laughs> And I didn't realize that it was going to be a... I knew that it was happening, but I thought it was going to be just, like, a regular release like, movie. Like, the same way, like, Lion King was, but apparently they're dropping it on Disney+. Plus, So, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. I, I wonder, too, if, like, if this is going to be a trend or a theme where, I guess, maybe certain movies will be designated to go to like theater and then other ones because they basically have announced i feel like they're gonna use disney plus like the same way they used to do like straight to dvd video yeah movies yeah you know like a sequel or something like i can see them using disney plus in that same way it seems yeah. to be yeah the disney plus movies seem to be that but with like more with better budgeting and more attention paid to them yeah like a little more production value yeah i because we we all know that <laughs> Return of Jafar did not look super. super <laughs> yeah, I just with like the sheer amount that they're that they have slated to remake live action, it just doesn't seem feasible for all of those to go, you know, to the release in theaters. So I, right. I, I guess it makes sense for them to start rolling out some of them on Disney Plus, and also that, you know, adds to the appeal of Disney Plus itself. So I get it. You know, I mean, they're still it's they're still making shit tons of money, so it's like it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and I'm excited to see what a like theatrical release movie looks like on Disney Plus, like a like an original content yeah. movie. I'm excited to see what that'll look like, like a Netflix original kind of like what that's gonna look like. Yeah. Them. You see, I was just casually interested until that news that all of the dogs were rescues and they have all have homes now yeah! at which point at which point I my fucking eyes out and, and i was like yeah! i guess i stand this yeah movie. literally literally like, i guess we're all gonna go watch this now for all those rescue dogs <laughs> literally oh my god oh so sweet yeah then the yeah so the other part of disney plus is both marvel and star wars had like their own like, there was kind of general Disney Plus stuff, yes. but then Marvel and Star Wars had their own, like, sections of Disney Plus. So, let's start with Marvel Suite, then we can, like, really get into the, the Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Um, the Marvel news was interesting, and, like, I liked a good chunk of it. I only, like, I only have, like, one, like, funny thing to say about one of them, but, um, I'm... For me, like, honestly, I'm here for, like, more Marvel content, and especially the content they're giving us, like, with Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, and, like, I don't know, I'm I'm just, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see these new original productions on 
Disney Plus. Um, I'm excited to see like yes. where they go with those things. Um, and I'm excited to see how they integrate like because I feel like when the MCU was starting out, they were kind of like saying that it was gonna be like all like Marvel TV shows are part of the MCU but like really didn't follow through with that and like just logistically it would have been really hard like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like all of the Netflix shows like aren't actually in the MCU there is a reason behind that and it is that um Kevin Feige is in charge of the movies but yep Ike Perlmutter it was uh is was and still is in charge of the television division and they don't get along because Kevin Feige went behind his back um, um, during production of Captain America Civil War and went straight to Disney and was like, hey, Ike's, like, making decisions that aren't ultimately beneficial to the MCU. I, you know I'm, like, good at this production thing. Like, and then they gave Kevin Feige reins over that. Um, So, because they're too... they're both headed by different people who don't like really get along that well. That would be yeah. an explanation to why the current shows have not like properly crossed over with the movies. Now, yeah. these are these have the actors from the movies. These yeah. seem to be And like produ- Kevin Feige is a producer on them. Exactly. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they integrate like kind of a changing format that like it's going to be like both movies and tv shows and like yeah like the like people that we already know like we're gonna have like falcon winter soldier i mean that's sam and bucky like we have already seen them and like we know that like baron zemo and sharon carter who are both from the movies are gonna be in it with them and same with like wandavision is obviously like it's the dumbest name ever, but I feel Wanda. Okay. <laughs> I hate the, the name. It is a very stupid name. Let's let's not get that wrong. It's dumb, <laughs> but given the fact that it is like styled like Pleasantville, like Stepford Wifey, like nineteen yes. fifties, like I I know full well there's a reason behind it. Name is still yes. stupid. I'm name just, is still stupid. I I'm, just understand that there might be a logic behind it. I whatever the, the is actually ends up going on. I'm just very curious because Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambeau and whoever Catherine Hahn ends up playing, they and also Darcy's going to be in it. Like, yeah, what I have f- so many wh- questions about the people that they have announced to be in this. Like, they have zero connection to one another. I mean, I am I am happy to see Darcy again because, like, yes. that that's who was missing from Thor Ragnarok. Quite honestly, Kat Dennings, yes. I love you. Please marry me. She's great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So Darcy from like Thor is gonna be back. Also, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo from Ant Man and the Wasp is going to be in it, and also Monica Rambeau, who is the child in Captain Marvel but now she's going to be an adult is also in the Scarlet Witch and Vision show and I 
have so many questions because I mean, none of this be, seems to be connecting. I mean, at she all. was she was eleven in Captain Marvel, and this is twenty five years later, so. Ish. Yes, but also it's set in the 1950s, apparently. Well, and also it's, it's at least 50s set. I'm I'm sure she's doing some reality warping thing with her powers, especially because oh, 100%. it's going to cross over into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Man, I I feel like now the endgame is over and like we've kind of got like done with like those characters, Kevin Feige was just like, I, we can get batshit crazy yeah, now. This like, is we're just going to do what? Ever we want. <laughs> this is definitely the next evolution of like serialized shared universe content. Um so yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm again, WandaVision is probably the one I'm second least interested in. I'm least interested in Moon Knight. Um which I am not very interested in Moon Knight only because I don't know very much about it, but my brother, who is, like, crazy, crazy into comics, he loves Moon Knight, and, like, apparently it's a really fun character that's just not very, like, well-known, so gotcha. I have high hopes that it'll be fun. I've I've been waiting for Ms. Marvel to be in the MCU ever since um, her comic debuted in, like, five years ago, so I'm excited about that. Yes. Like, and a hi at Marvel, please cast a, you know, actual Muslim Pakistani American woman. I mean, he, I mean, Feige, Feige introduced Kamala Khan with those words specifically. So I'm hoping that casting does her justice. Let's just say that I have a lot more faith in Kevin Feige for pull, like pulling out res- representation when he says that he will than other certain properties. What? That- yeah. I shall not be named. Yeah, She-Hulk also I'm excited for because it will get that dynamic that's kind of like um what we got with Br- Bruce as Professor Hulk in Endgame except except for the most part like being completely conscious of everything while she's hulked out is just like always her reality. Like I want it to be like some fun like legal procedural like but with her her like hulked out and green during it and doing like dealing with cases that are like dealing with superhuman shit dealing with like defending like su- other superheroes in the MCU like cuz civil war in particular since then we've got like hey superheroes have like legal consequences and so I just am very interested in the fact that that dynamic is probably going to be the most different from the rest of these yeah. because it's not going to be like superhero and probably going to be more like I'm, I'm guessing legal procedural because that's how her comic has been um, with the exception of a, of like a 2008 arc that I really loved in which she became a bounty hunter like for a hot second when she was disbarred um also oh, that's what's amazing also a also she had a scroll partner named jazinda who was a lesbian and was interested in her and jazinda hasn't shown up at all in 11 years of comics and i'm not bitter no not at all anyway <laughs> um but yeah she hulk i'm excited yes also the what if series those... Is going to be fun. 
the guns on Peggy in those screenshots we've seen. Peggy as Captain Britain is like, mm. oh boy. Yes. Like, I, like, oh I, boy. It's definitely a scenario that's based off of the um, Peggy as Captain America out um, look that we've seen in stuff like um, Marvel's Exiles comic Ahmed. But um, clearly they're just like, why would she be Captain America? And went full Captain Britain, which Captain Britain is like a position in the Marvel Universe in the comic. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And apparently, like, I think Peggy, the Peggy one is the only one we really saw. But apparently there was also like a zombie cap for some reason. There was like, essentially the, like, the premise of what if is like taking a situation that has happened in the MCU and be like, what if it was flipped on its head? Like, what if something else happened? Exactly. And then a lot of the, the original voice cast is coming back to do it, which is which also is really insane. Fun. I love it. And, um, um, Marvel, what if, who, so the narrator is going to be Uatu the Watcher and and it, he is going to be played... Who's, yeah, who's voicing him? Because I remember it was somebody really cool. Jeffrey Wright from um, Westworld. And I'm sure mm. oh, he's yeah. from other he was in. He was in Hunger Games. Yes, he was. And I'm sure he's been in other stuff too that's more recognizable. And because I am young and this dates me, I'm just going to have to get crap from whoever knows a much more obvious thing he's from. Yeah, but we're, like, all the same age, so, like, we're all in the same boat. <laughs> True. Also, yes. Oh, he was in... Oh, he was in, um, uh... Two of... Two of the Bond movies as a CIA guy. And, um, yeah. he's gonna show up in the next one. Hmm. Interesting. Dang. That repertoire. But, yeah. yeah. Marvel's got a lot out, but then we also finally got a trailer for the mandalorian i mean which you like, guys also, got a trailer for the it mandalorian took so long yeah well i'm the general what do you mean public, we got a trailer i mean we saw stuff at celebration but oh well you're just <laughs> i'm just yeah well, i'm like <laughs> aren't we special aren't we very privileged fans to be able to <laughs> attend panels specifically for this shit and I'm see like, panel, panel exclusive footage. The Mandalorian panel at Celebration was like the biggest joke of like, okay, this is all exclusive and no one will ever see this. Okay, so and like, then, like, and what, then, like, what was and then, so like, shaky footage was yeah, everywhere. Yes. Yeah, that that one was really the only thing that like was bad about that. Honestly, even from like my perspective, and like I'm not criticizing the panel at all. I'm just criticizing how they went about it because we. So, the group that I was with, we got, like, the main room for panels for everything minus nine, which, like, and I'm, like, really grateful for, like, all the ones we got to go to. Like, I'm not, like, I would have loved to have gone to the nine panel, but, again, like, really grateful for what we got to go to. And, um, so we were, we were, like, at the very back for Mandalorian, and it was still really cool, um, but I guess according to, I think maybe, like, other people that we had talked to like everyone who was in like the overflow rooms like they had seen like the sizzle reel clip or whatever like the little teaser thing and then 
like at the very end there was like a full like almost like seven minutes like just straight through of like this like clip of this interaction between um pedro pascal's character and then people are gonna read me for this but like someone else basically like this interaction between these two people in this room i mean it the actor's name is yes okay thank you i'm like i can't remember because it was a hot minute ago but we got to see like seven minutes of that and i guess the stream like cut out like they like for the overflow rooms they were like okay you're done like even for the people who were at celebration they wouldn't let them see that and so i was just kind of like okay well why like why does this have to be just for this room of people like if everybody here like if you're in an overflow room i just i didn't understand why they did it like that like that kind of pissed me off that's my thing about the mandalorian is like it feels like it's almost like still very much that mentality like the trailer was like super dope and like definitely gave you like what the vibe of it is but like it gave you absolutely nothing about anything like you have no idea what we have no idea what the plot is no idea what's going to be happening in this yeah show we again like the mandalorian still hasn't taken his mask off he hasn't said anything like he has no name just he has no name like yeah all like I saw people like not on Twitter but like I saw people like on Facebook and stuff like people who aren't super like plugged into all of like the small details and interviews that people are giving but like they think it's a Boba Fett show oh my like God. I like saw multiple people on like my Facebook feed who were like oh I wonder what's gonna happen like when Boba Fett takes his thing off and I was just like this is like this is the problem with you not like revealing literally anything about your show is that like people don't actually know what your show's about and people think that it's a boba fett show still and like it's not a boba fett show and like people don't know that for the people who are tuned into it and who were like taking apart every little morsel of information and everything like you have a you you understand who's in who's like physically in the show like the actors themselves that's like basically it um and yeah, when we, I'm pretty sure, like, when we, the stuff they showed us, it was, like, super similar. Like, the clip we saw, out of context, no context provided, they were just, like, here's this clip from the show. And we were, like, what did we just watch? Like, we didn't understand anything. So, like, it was basically a way of them showing us stuff and being able to say, yeah, we showed you guys stuff, with us leaving, like, more confused than we had entered the room. Like, I just was, like, okay, like, why like what did what i don't even know like what how to process this basically because i don't know what just happened um in like the worst way like not one of those moments where it's like oh i don't know how to process this because it was amazing it's like i literally just don't know what to think because i don't know what to make of this so yeah i think that the ambiguity is probably going to be their downfall in this only for like mainly for like like you said like the casual fans who think this is a boba fett show like for the people who... Right. And I think just just in, like, the promotion of yeah. it, I think it's really not... Because I think that there's kind of this idea of, like... I mean, we always say, like, the JJ mystery box, but, like, Favreau and Filoni are very much 
do the same thing where it's like, no, this is my thing. It's a secret. And like, we saw Filoni do that for like Clone Wars and Rebels too. Like, it's just very like, I know what this is about and you as the audience don't know. And it's fun to just watch you guys freak out until it's revealed. Yeah. Which like is good for like certain small things, but like for the entire premise of your show is Overcome. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say that Filoni on his own is better at doing it than Filoni and Favreau together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd agree with that too. I'm personally a little worried. I like. I'm pretty positive I will like the show. Probably love it. I've yet to like dislike anything in the current Star Wars canon significantly, but. The, what I'm worried is that it's um, catering, going to be something that ends up catering to the more toxic um, Legends was better fans, or the yeah, um, or the or just toxic masculinity in general, or just like the idea that only the original trilogy matters and stuff like that, um, and. Yeah, I'm sure, once again, I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure that there's going to be an interesting story there. And and I understand why they're keeping up the mystery of the Mandalorian keeping his mask on and not showing him <clears throat> and not giving him an actual name. Like, Clint Eastwood's character in um, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is the man with no name. Like, I get that. He's mysterious. It's a Western, but also, like, nobody fucking knows what's going on. Yeah. No one knows what's happening. And here's my other thing is, like, you have cast, like, Pedro Pascal, who is not only a phenomenal actor, but he's also, like, a person of color. And, hi, it's the galaxy far, far away, and we don't exactly have an abundance of non-white people. And, like, if you're really going to spend, like, your... Because from what we can tell... Everything that we've shown us is, like, he's not going to take his mask off and he barely ever talks. Like, is that really, like, what you're going to do with, like, your leading man of color who you cast in your Star Wars show? Like, I just, I hope that that is not the case. And, like, I understand, like, the mysticism of, like, never seeing the Mandalorian's face. But, like, don't cast a person of color and then never show their face. Yeah, I feel like maybe we'll get, like, his face near the end of the first season. But, yeah, I they seem to really be going for the let's keep the mystique intact. And, um, like, Ming-Na Wen, like, just revealed that she's going to be in this shit. And we have no idea who she's playing. Like, yeah. not even a character name. Not, we don't know if she's going to be a human or she's if she's going to be like painted green like can she can she please not be painted green though like can she actually just be like a human being like i would personally love it if she ended up being ursa ren that would be perfect in my opinion yeah but yeah don't again don't stop casting people of color if you're just going to hide their faces and or cgi them to make them different colors i mean i mean in terms Speaking of different colors, um, Tonks is a Twi'lek. Yeah! <laughs> the, like, pink Twi'lek who, like, winks in the trailer is Tonks from Harry Potter, That's... which is oh. very good. I love her. And also Asha from um, Game of Thrones. 
Wow. Yeah. She's great. I hope that she has, like, a good, like, even if it's, like, one episode, like, she's got, like, good stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. I can definitely because see. Because she's great, and it, it, both Asha and Tonks were criminally underused, so. I can definitely see if she's not utilized to her, like, fullest in this season. I can see audiences really liking her and then banking on that in the future. Or, say, she ends up just becoming a fan-favorite character that doesn't do much, like Boba Fett. Yeah. But she looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love I love me some alien women. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking of women, can we talk about Cara Dune? Because, like, we got, like, 0.5 seconds of her in the trailer, and I don't care. I'm already in love with her. Like... Here's the thing about Gina Carano. Please. I'm. I want her. T- I want her to marry me, but also just tell me everything that I need to do. Like, take control of my life at this <laughs> point. Like, you're obviously physically powerful enough to. Like, oh you god, she's. It. Yeah, Cara she's so Dune. strong. But also, she's just so, ex- like, you see her in interviews, and she's just so happy and excited to be a part of she this. She is. She's the cutest thing. Oh, like, And, and that's, the th- that's, the, that's the other thing. I am optimistic about the cast, at least, because, like, her, Pedro, Taika, they're all, like, very excited to be a part of what they're doing. And, like, oh, yeah. not, not in a, like, PR, I'm just, like, saying this. No, they are, like, genuinely so... So excited. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys see the video? It was just like a one minute video with the cast of The Mandalorian. And like 90% of it was like them talking about The Mandalorian. But the last like 10 seconds was just like Carl Weathers going off and being like, Gina Carano is like, she's just an absolute like godsend in this show. And then everyone else was just like oh oh yeah she's amazing like yeah, we no, love her oh my god it, and i was yeah. like i'm very ready for this please give it to me yes but also don't disappoint me and don't be like weird toxic dude broy so two things i would like two things sometimes, <laughs> yes. sometimes i have to take take sacrifices for the things i love <laughs> right like listen we're gonna get nice strong women who i want to marry me but I'm gonna have to suffer through some annoying dude bro shit. So, you know, take a week and oh get. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's like most. Oh, yeah, so then the rest of Star Wars on Disney Plus, we've got. First of all, all of like Star Wars' film things are gonna be on Disney Plus. So you, you can watch all the films and Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance, like all on Disney Plus. Clone Wars, the, like, seventh and final season is going to be out in February of 2020. We didn't get an exact date yet, but at least we got something. Because we had, like, no idea before. So, February 2020 is, of a date. The, is the month I turn 23. I'm just saying because yes. of this great coincidence that I'm going to claim that Ahsoka is, in fact, a trans lesbian confirmed. And there nobody we go. can take Star that Wars away from it. me. Nope. Confirmed. That's, it's confirmed. It's a sign. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it now, Star Wars. You already said it. So here we are. Can't take yeah, it back. Yeah, no take back, Star Wars. No take back, Star <laughs> Let's then do it, baby. I know the law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
then we got like not really that much more of the Cassian show yeah. than we already knew that A it's happening, B Alan Tudyk and Diego Luna are both going to be back for it. They did some like cute such cute interviews together. Oh, like yes. I'm so excited to get more press with just the two of them because like they're the bestest of friends and I love yes. them. I also love and... that he was asked about the Java's texture. <laughs> Yes, and he was like, I said it once in one interview, but also I should have put it in my contract. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, yeah, so excited for that. We know that it starts, it's in pre-production right now. It starts filming next year. In London. Yeah, in London. So, don't know when we're going to get that, but it is coming. So, that's fun. I am excited for that. I'm excited to see what other, like... They, I think they announced a director for it. I think it was a woman. I could be, I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. <laughs> not, but uh, not out of the question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so the casting show, and then they officially confirmed that we are going to be getting a Kenobi series with. Hugh McGregor and he came back out onto stage and he like made Kathleen Kennedy ask him he's like please ask me if I'm officially coming back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again and then she asked him and then he said yes and that was essentially all that we got about it but it is 100% confirmed like Kenobi show is happening and we, we all we got was that plus its point in that timeline that they showed at their um, yeah, um, it's, like, taking place around the same time, slash, like, right after, like, Solo. Mm-hmm. So, that's, like, where it fits in the timeline-ish. But also, like, yeah, that's all we know. And I have thoughts about the Kenobi show. Which yeah. I said a lot of them, Jacqueline and I said a lot of them last week, but I just... I almost feel like Lucasfilm is, like... You know, they put Ray as your, like, f- female character who's, like, taking the stage. And then I almost, like, not regression, but, like, almost feels like, no, it's okay. We're still, like, we're still telling the stories that you want us to tell, i.e. we're still focusing on white men. Don't worry. And, like, I just, it's, I, there are a lot of people. Sometimes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot... Yeah, like, Ray's character arc revolves a lot around white men, unfortunately. And, like, I just feel like it's almost like a reassurance slash somewhat unintentional bias of just, like, oh, don't worry. Like, we know that, like, white men are still, like, who we are, like, catering to. And it's like, no, you're not catering to white men. Like, that's... No, we we need more representation in (laughs) Star Wars and Kenobi, a show that is going to be led by a cis, straight, white man does not exactly seem like the best venue to be getting the representation that we desperately need in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I will echo my sentiments um, that I expressed in the previous episode. Considering it will probably take place entirely on Tatooine, 
I am worried that we will get some we're we're going to get some stuff with the Tuscans that is going to be mired in anti-indigenous and anti-Arab tropes um, yep. that are ultimately dehumanizing and don't and I just when especially when one your diversity isn't very clear and present everywhere is one is one thing it's another thing when you're outright demonizing a parallel to a real world human culture mm-hmm. yep Absolutely. yeah so if you could you know never say sand people when you're talking about the tuscan raiders in the show like that's you know just the lowest of bars so maybe start there I mean, hell, call them Tuscans. Like, the Raider thing in particular makes it seem like they're in the wrong when, I mean, it's yep. their, like, it's their planet. Yep. So, yeah, there's just, it's, doing a Kenobi series is one of those things where I see more opportunity for problematic things to be happening rather than a, you know, nice, vast opportunity for good representation and storytelling so the kenobi series for me is just going to have to do a lot to catch my interest at all that isn't and that of course isn't to say we don't love obi-wan and are happy and are happy to see him again it's a matter yeah and i love ewan mcgregor and he loves playing obi-wan and like i am so happy that he is happy like he was so excited to say that he's playing Obi-Wan again. Like, that made me so happy. But, you know, it's about you It's about, do it like, right. logistics and who are we, whose stories are we telling over others. Yep. And whose stories are we valuing over others, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, that's pretty much it for Disney+. Plus. Disney, the Disney movies panel <laughs> was mostly, like... It was a lot of announcements that we already knew, or it was just expanding on announcements that we already knew. Yeah. You know, like, it gave more detail, like, Soul and Onward are, like, the next two Pixar movies, and it just gave us a little bit of, like, a, a closer look. You know, Soul is going to be, like, about jazz and apparently existential crises. Um, and Onward is, like, about elves and fairies, and Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are going to be, like, the voice actors in it. Unfortunately, the worst Chris. Yes. Yeah, the worst Chris, but the best Tom. Um, and we did get more, like, details about some of the Marvel movies. So we got, like, a confirmed date for Black Panther 2, which is going to be, like, May of 2022, which is still so far away. But um, we also got more information on The Eternals, which I believe is... After Black Widow is going to be the next Marvel movie to come out? Yes, it's going to be in November of um, 2020. So it's going to take place... Oh, not take place. It's going to come out after Falcon and the Winter Soldier has started. Yes. Probably. Dis- yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be, like... Black Widow's going to come out. Somewhere in there, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will come out. And then, yeah. So Eternals will come out. And that just has, like, a very, like, big cast it ha you know has like angeline jolie in it Gemma chan is like cast again in marvel which like she's apparently like the lead here for 
Yeah. Apparently her character is the lead, which I am very here for. Gemma Chan deserves everything ever in the world. Yes. Yes, and her part was much too small in Captain yes. Marvel. So, um, and I'm, she's not going to be still, blue anymore. So, I'm still, yay. I'm, I still was, I still was very into Minerva in Captain Marvel and... Oh until, yeah. Until until they just outright tell me she's dead, I'm still holding out hope she somehow shows up in a sequel as like a returning villain because I love That'd Gemma Chan so much. I love her. Yes. Oh yeah. God. So Gemma Chan's in it. it they announced that uh, Kit Harrington is also going to be in it, and we already knew that Richard Madden was going to be in it. So we have like a little mini Game of Thrones Stark Brothers reunion there. We've got Brian Tyree um, Henry. We've got um, yeah. Kamel Nanjani. Yes, oh we have. Also, we have Lauren Ridloff, who I've, I think I've already said this on the podcast, but I saw, I got to see her on Broadway and she is absolutely amazing. She is a deaf black woman and she is just like so talented and like she's such a good actress. And her part, like that she got cast in, was also originally like a straight white, able bodied man. So, like, that's dope as hell and like she's just so incredibly talented like yeah so it's really great also kevin feige i think just today like confirmed that i believe it's richard madden's character who is in the comics canonically gay and they said that like he's going to not only just be gay but he will be like married and i think have a kid like he will have a family and be gay and like Bless. Oh my god. That's great. Yes. I'm here for it. I mean, we've yes. already had a gay family with Captain Marvel, but I'm I'm But you know, if you need a little more explicit, then that's the, fine. We'll give it It's it none to of you. my business. Just gals being pals, co mothering a child. You know, totally normal straight things to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, with the Marvel, you know, kicking ass in the representation department. And Next. you can just tell, like, that once Kevin Feige had total control over the stories, like, the representation got so much better. And, like, shout out, Kevin Feige. You, you're a real one. <sighs> you know who isn't a real one, though? Disney. Uh, I know. <laughs> Disney I know. <laughs> and whoever's... I'm sorry, I... I have a thing where I start spontaneously crying about the Spider-Man shit. Right? I am... I... Yeah. I'm sad about Spider-Man not being there anymore, but I'm also... I'm still in the denial uh, yeah. phase of things, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad, but, like... I do like that, like, it's not ending Tom Holland as Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like, phase like basically just phasing that character out of the MCU, which is definitely better than just be, Yeah. So hopefully like I don't yeah, I don't know Especially how much they can even like Far From Home had a cliffhanger. Yeah. 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 Far From Home had like a cliffhanger ending and like Look, at the yeah. very least, keep um, Jacob Batalon and um, Zendaya, Zendaya, please. Yeah. Keep, like, as if you can, like, if they are able to keep, like, the main Because, like, the casting Spider-Man was cast done was for... was so great. Because, like, their, all of their casting was done 
by MCU casting people for the MCU. So I'm worried yeah. that they so might not it, follow yeah. up with that. They probably yeah. So I'm, will. Yeah, I'm definitely worried about the logistics of it, but... <sighs> but I'm just very disheartened Hopefully. by it. Yeah. But... And I don't understand because, like, it seems like it was Disney and, like, Kevin Feige who were just kind of like, yeah, we don't really want Spider-Man on our plate right now. Like, we have some... Like, that... From what I can understand, that's what happened was, like, they knew... That they weren't, that like they didn't have exclusive rights to Spider Man, so they always kind of knew it was going to be finite. And they kind of like, I feel like from what I can understand, this is when they were like, all right, like you can have him back now. And I don't understand why you would do that, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Totally, totally fine. There is just a little bit... We'll just go over the Disney Parks news real quick. That way we can get to the trailer. But <laughs> there was actually a lot of Disney Parks news. I don't... I have never been to Disney World. So most of the changes that they announced were all Epcot and Disney World related. Because it's going to be Walt Disney World's like 50th anniversary, I think, next year. And it's going to be just like a lot of changes coming. They're like revamping like all of Epcot, which I don't know how it's is right now so i can't really like say to what extent they're changing it or how upset or not you should be i do know that like there's gonna be like a mary poppins i can't i couldn't really tell if it was just an attraction or like an actual ride um same with moana they will have a guardians of the galaxy ride but it's not the same as the one at disneyland so it's not like a tower of terror thing like it's an actual um roller coaster Hmm. Um, and I remember that it, it, apparently it's going to be the first, like, full backwards, there's, like, a name for it, but, like, you start going backwards, like, that's how you start the, and that's, like, the first one in a Disney park, um, which seems very Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Pinar Toprak, who did the music for Captain Marvel, is doing all of the new music and orchestration for Epcot, and, like, wrote a new Epcot theme, which is super cool that they played at... The parks panel, which was apparently really good. So, go her. That's awesome. Um, we knew that Disney California Adventure was getting an Avengers theme, or at least a Marvel-themed area. And we got more details about that. Um, it's going to be called, like, Avengers Campus. There's going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp restaurant where they... From what I can tell, either have you can either buy really, really small portioned food or really, really big portioned food, which I think is a cute concept. Um, there's just going to be, like, a lot of meet and greet with characters. The, like, one ride they're going to be opening with is a Spider-Man ride. And again, I'm so confused how the logistics and legality of <laughs> dealing Sony, with these characters Sony is has, rolling out. Sony only has film rights. So Disney's still allowed to use Spider-Man in their parks and shit like they they're allowed to do cartoons they're allowed to do um like whatever just not cinematic film rights but it's still so fucking confusing like are they just gonna like continue the spider-man story through theme park rights now? yeah <laughs> like, right are they are they just also like is tom holland going to be like doing the voiceover work for it Ooh, like is he gonna I, be in i'm pretty sure tom ride? it's specifically tom who's been involved in this particular spider-man ride so yeah 
yeah. The the timing of all of but this makes he's... everything so weird. I know. Yeah, it does. Uh, Kevin Feige, just I have some questions. If you could, you know, take a minute I'm, to answer them. I I know it's a fool's hope. Things that hope. I'm pretty sure you're like not even legally allowed to tell me, but I still have questions. I know I know it's a fool's hope, but I'm still like holding out hope that eventually a deal will be made soon. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because I'm just kind of emotionally destroyed, and it sounds like Tom Holland might be too. Um, yeah, he seems so sad about it, which makes everything so much worse. Yeah, I know. Like, and it wasn't the only, like, shakeup on something he's involved with that same week, so it's like... Ah, poor kid. Yeah. I, I say know. kid, like, yeah, if after, he isn't a year all... older than all of right? us. Right? <laughs> I still see Tom Holland and I'm like, my child, I need to protect you. And I'm like, you're older than me and I don't care. Yes. <laughs> He's shorter than me, so I can still protect him. Oh my god. <laughs> but they also have, like, I think this is really interesting. They're doing, like, an Avengers attraction. And apparently, like, the premise of it is, like, you'll get onto the Quinjet. Like, basically, you like, you are an Avenger and, like, you're going to fight with the Avengers. But it's going to be an e-ticket attraction which back in like the old old days like before like i mean this is like in the eight like even before like the 80s like disneyland's rides used to be more like a carnival where you would buy tickets like different like tickets and say like you know you know a matterhorn is a i i don't remember i don't remember if it went if a was the highest or lowest but saying a was the highest like it would be, like, a Matterhorn would be, like, an A ticket, whereas just, like, an Alice in Wonderland would be more, like, a C ticket. And, like, it was different, like, price levels. And apparently, like, this is going to be, like, a ticketed ride, which I have mixed feelings about because I understand, like, Disneyland is just a, it's a very popular place. They're changing a lot of things, and so a lot of people are wanting to come. And so Disneyland has to do something in terms of crowd control just because, like, it, they can only fit so many people, but everything that they're, what it boils down to is any type of crowd control ends up being just very classist and it just involves making things more expensive for people. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn, that's are just you what telling me that like Disney, <laughs> a corporation that owns more money than God, is classist? <laughs> ha- ha- you know, doesn't care for the working man? I hate to break it to you. But Disney is like the epitome of capitalism. What? <laughs> but but if but that means that I'm selling out and all of my political political positions yep. are like just totally not supported th- by my cap- anymore. by my personal <laughs> consuming habits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no when I went on um Encyclopedia with Danny, I did my whole episode on Disneyland and we spent a good chunk of the time just being like Listen, Disneyland is my favorite place on the planet. It's also, like, a classist and, like, capitalist hellhole. Yep. So, you know, you just have to ignore that part when you're actually in the park, and then move on from let there. The, let it be known to the audience, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. No, there is not. But, yeah, there's also, this is only in Disney World, but there is, we already knew this, but we got details on it. The official Star Wars hotel which is going to essentially like be modeled as if it's going to be like a 
like star cruiser so it's essentially going like on a space cruise which is the coolest shit Mm -hmm. yes also the prices are like astronomical and you're gonna have to like sell your body to get into it so there's that factor anyone but working kidney buy buy something (laughs) i got i got some stuff but no so like everything about it to me seems very cool in theory and to a point like apparently it's supposed to like it's supposed to function the same way as a cruise so like if you're booked in this hotel like a you have to stay like at a minimum of two days like you can't just do a one-night stay everyone who checks in like has to be there at the same time and like you check in like through a check-in terminal and then you get into like a launch pad and it like obviously simulates you going out into space and then once you're in there like there aren't any windows it's just like all screens that are showing like space and so you feel like you're in space and like this all just seems cool like to a point like what if you get in at midnight and you want to stay at the star wars hotel like do you have to wait until the next day and get like a different hotel for the night like what do you do? And, like, it just seems very, like, I feel like when you want to go back to your hotel, like, you want to actually be able to see outside and, like, let some light in and stuff. But it's just, like, screens. So, it's, I, yeah, it's interesting. It sounds like everything I've ever wanted and also so much money and also possibly very inconvenient. So, it's, it's all the things. Yes. So, it's Disney. Yeah. So, it's, it's capitalism. Essentially. I mean, at least they're staying on brand, you know? True. <laughs> um, so, that brings us to... Did we talk about Rise of the Resistance at all? No. No, they showed a little bit... It, they didn't actually show anyone. People just took videos of the clip. Yes. But they gave a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> of Rise of the Resistance. We know that it's... Like, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's, like, a track ride yes. where you're, like, you all sit in the thing together and you're just going through the ride. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any, like, roller coastery aspect to it. Um, it's just a very immersive experience from what I can tell. Apparently, like, the footage showed, like, an actual, like, Kylo Ren's lightsaber, like, actually, like, cutting through the top of your pod. And I just need to know how practical and realistic that's going to be if that's actually going to happen or if that's like a like a commercial thing because i need to know this <laughs> before i get there if if it is i'm very into it i just the rise of the resistance ride at disneyland opens on my birthday and it's taking like all of my like self-control to not like plan a trip for my birthday <laughs> yeah yeah, it looks like, I don't know, I mean, I'm excited for it. I haven't even been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but I'm excited for when Same. all of everything is up and running and functional, so you can enjoy everything. Um, so that ride looks like it's going to be really cool. Um, and it looks like, I mean, I'm... even the queue looks like it's going to be pretty cool, too. Like, just, like, very, it seems like very, like, Indiana Jones-esque, where it's like, the ride starts in the line you know so mm-hmm. that's gonna be kind of cool but i don't know i'm 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 excited for that so i'm i'm very intrigued at least by 
these are going to be like gripes i and nitpicks i have with galaxy's edge itself but um so it's definitely going to be something that takes place before rise of skywalker i'm hoping that it w i mean the disney world version is going to be like available like a full two weeks before the rise of skywalker comes out um so i'm thinking it'll be something that'll lead directly into at least something like the resistance actually having a better like foothold in the rise of skywalker or something yeah i'm just very interested in the fact that kylo ren is wearing a mask when it's supposed to be smashed up and the fact that yeah. the, the outfit in particular he's wearing is the um is the um force awakens version which yeah. I, which i know full well like from a practical standpoint like it's much easier to get, like, one of your cast members into something with a mask. Yep. Um, uh, Except that not... nobody has the build to pull off There are so the many short Kylos. There are so many Adam short Driver. Kylos. <laughs> there are so many short Kylos at Galaxy's like, Edge. It's great. Like, short and scrawny Kylos, and then you see the video, and I'm like, that is too big on your head. Like, that does not fit the rest of your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, it's going to have a p appearances by BB-8, Ray, um, Poe, Finn. The whole gang. So, I'm just like, hopefully they'll show Adam Driver face, like, in the ride, and this is just like, you know, it's a ride, it's theme parky, you want to show the mask on the, like, poster for it. Yeah, yeah, so I, that, I, yeah, I'm interested to see how that ride goes but the real the real thing that we're here to talk about out of d23 oh was the star wars what did they even call it officially because it wasn't like special a trailer look. a special a d23 special look that's right it's like two and a half minutes long yeah two minutes 11 and seconds <laughs> how many times have you watched it Jacqueline? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will not dignify that with a response, but the All answer right. is over 10. All right. But, so I guess I did respond. But so the, the first, the like majority of it is like a, like, I don't know, like a, mon a montage, that's yes. what I'm looking for, um, of shots from like, all it goes like through the original trilogy and then through the prequels to force awakens and the last jedi yes. and then it showed like i mean it was probably like not even 30 seconds of footage of rise of skywalker but still it very a good much amount made me of think footage. of yes. the um season 4 trailers for um star wars rebels yes in that yeah. they showed they showed us enough to get interested but they made sure to emphasize the journey they made sure to emphasize more the journey that that we've had getting to this point before they bothered showing like new shit. And yes. the new and shit like, they, they like... had was out of context and very like it's quick. Yeah. But also like And that's cool very much like what like 
JJ and like Kathleen Kennedy, like, and everyone has been pushing on this press tour so far, which like hasn't really even started. But like, that this is not just like the end of this trilogy. Like, this is the end of nine movies. Like, everyone has been saying that like over and over and over again. Like, this is pulling from every single movie. This is the like culmination of every single movie, which is not helping my anxiety about this movie. <laughs> I, but, I, I'm weirdly calm uh, about it. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I thought about it, like, too hard when I was driving around today. And, like, I um, like I was starting to get nauseous because I was so nervous. And I was like, we need to calm down. I think, I think really what I'm remembering is how nervous I was about The Last Jedi. And how I came out, and how, like, I just came out of that, like, absolutely adoring it more than, like, any other Star Wars movie I'd seen. So... I I think that's my problem is I wasn't very nervous for the last Jedi. I don't and actually so, I now, I, I just this is my of, only experience being this nervous. My my nervous about the last Jedi is also me kind of like overstating things. I'm when it comes to Star Wars I'm like, yep, I guess I guess they have my money. That's pretty much my reaction to everything. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I always know I'll find at least something that I'm going to like, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, so it starts off, first of all, in like the montage of the 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 whole Skywalker saga before we even get there, it's set, like, it is... It looks like little soundbite from the teaser trailer. The like, we passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you, but this is your fight. Goes over it again. But when he says a thousand generations live in you, it only focuses on Anakin and Palpatine and then transitions straight into Kylo. And I don't know how symbolic this trailer is, but that seems like something to me. I've I've seen some people guess that potentially the because you know how JJ and Ryan was but JJ is all about misdirection um and yes. mystery box shit I've seen speculation that um the that Luke's voiceover in the initial teaser trailer is like from a flashback something he he said to Ben like early <gasps> on in his training say something that would like Put a lot of oh put a, a lot of existential pressure on Ben, and make oh, no. him. You you know what I mean? Like, does that I've not seem? I've never heard that before, and it makes a lot of sense. Especially given the like, like framing in this teaser thing, um, like yeah, I'm I'm very full of um, this from this teaser. I'm very full on the Ben's being manipulated by his insecurities. Um, I mean, he always is, but, like... Yes. Especially now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. But then... We actually get to the new footage. Yes. So we start off, and we're on... Yet again, a new but different desert planet. I mean... Basana. <laughs> added, added to the list. Added to the list of <laughs> desert planets. How many desert planets are there in Star Wars, so and why are there so many? So many. I mean, the answer is too many. <laughs> I mean, how many desert planets are there in our solar system? Like, I guess maybe it's a constant. Okay, fair. But, <laughs> and you see just, like, 
Poe and Ray and Finn and then Chewbacca and C-3PO are behind them mm-hmm. and they're kind of walking up. And first of all, you don't even see what they're looking at yet. And Poe already looks like so done. Yep. Like his facial expression is just like, oh my God. And I'm just like, I love you. They're going to Burning Man. They're going to Pride. <laughs> yes. Space Pride. <laughs> yeah. So then it like looks out like, then like it switches behind them and they're looking out kind of on this valley and it's this like giant festival-ish thing. It really, really reminds me of like the Hulk festival on Sakaar in Thor Ragnarok. Like, it has that same vibe to it, which that was also just a very gay movie. So, you know, Star Wars, if that's where we're going, we can make it gay. It's really easy. Side, side, side note, back to Taika. I really hope that um, uh, IG-11 and The Mandalorian is gay. Like, oh, I know it's God. unrealistic, but that would be great. That'd be so good. I'm just in love with Taika in a Star Like, he's directing the star like mandalorian but then also apparently acting it and like he just seems to be having so much fun with it and i just i just love taika ytt with like uh, my whole heart but that's fine yes but yeah so we start out and it's on like this desert planet with like this giant festival thing and it's very like the same it looks to be like the same place like that we see a lot of the shots in from the teaser trailer like that same kind of desert layout when you know Finn and Poe are on like that skiff thing, skiff that's the word I was looking for. Um, and like you know, when Ray is jumping over the TIE fighter, and yeah, so this seems to be that same location. And then we cut to a shot of Leia really quick, and like, oh god, <laughs> first of all, I want to cry every time I see Leia, and I'm not gonna make it through this movie with like. Leia content when she's actually going to, like, talk and be there. So, that's gonna hurt. But, I feel like in the, when we saw the shot of Leia in the teaser trailer from Celebration, it almost seemed like she was wearing the same outfit that she was wearing in Force Awakens. Um, And so you could kind of place where that shot was from, because we know that they're using Force Awakens footage of Carrie Fisher for the rise of skywalker but here like we got a full shot of her and she's in like a different outfit and like you know that it's visual effects because like it has to be but also like it just looks really good Mm -hmm. like props to the costume designers for like coming up with something that's definitely like similar enough to like the vest she was wearing in the force awakens yeah um and and but also giving them enough leeway to melt footage, which is, holy shit, like, it looks really good. Yes, it does. Like, yeah, like especially the way the hug is in um, yes. the first teaser, which I personally have suspected that potentially the um, Fact Ray's costume kind of went full circle back to what she kind of started with is so that they could, like, easily... <laughs> mend the page like this yeah um, but god it's so good yeah it makes also i, I love see- in that opening shot we see everyone and everyone is wearing i'm just never gonna talk stop talking about how ray is just wears the same clothes for the entire trilogy okay here's the thing <laughs> like everyone else has a new outfit and ray's just like i want i've said it before <laughs> i'll say it again ray is the lesbian equivalent the space lesbian equivalent of 
straight men who only wear like a few different t-shirts and the same cargo shorts over and over oh and over my again. god <laughs> i mean you're not you wrong. know i'm you know i'm right <laughs> i i know i know you are but yeah but yes it probably did help in the like visual effects department of it yeah but yeah so then it goes it like blasts you know, the text of a story of a generation comes to an end, which is what it's been. That's kind of been the tagline for the movie. Um, but then we get a shot of, like, the rebel fleet all coming out of hyperspace. And they're, like, both of these shots are so cool because they're, like, backlit. So yes. you just see, like, you're seeing, like, this, like, very cloudy, murky sky behind them. And so you're just seeing the outlines and, like, the Rebel fleet has, you know, like, there's X-Wings and there's A-Wings and there's B-Wings. Like, it's a full, like, typical, like, hodgepodge Rebel fleet. But then you see the whole fleet and it, like, it looks like it is a, like, giant First Order fleet. But those aren't, those are Imperial starships. Like, those are the Imperial version of a starship. Like, that's not... The first order design. It's the imperial design. I immediately and... caught on to that and I was like, this is, oh my god, this is, what does this mean? This is everything. Right? Like, what is it? How does it? Why? But Palpy's why though? Palpy's back. Palpy's back, bitch. Yeah, I just have so many questions about Palpatine and, like, why is there an Imperial fleet and not a First Order one? Are we getting, like, a three-way space battle between the oh, First Order is... and apparently oh the Empire God. and the Rebels? Oh my... Is this Palpatine's, like, Plan Z? And, like, <laughs> um, uh, and or is it, like, people are like, did Ray Sloan, like, like, break off from the First Order? We haven't seen anything about her. Um... If Ray Sloan actually shows up in this movie, like... Oh my god. I will explode, physically. Like, oh, like, I... Wow. Yep. And in terms of the Rebel fleet, I've seen... I have been, like... I hope we see, like, someone, someone, like, we know and love, like, in this fleet. Like, maybe it's Lando's, maybe it's um, Wedge. What if... I don't know. What if a sp- certain like middle-aged green twilight woman is like leading it? Like I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> and and look, I'm I'm giving you a wish list that is completely unrealistic, but let me have this. Oh my god, um, no. I I'm, I'm Please do. I'm right there with you. Like right the, there. Like um in the have either of you played or at least watched a playthrough of the Battlefront um, 2 um, campaign? Um, I've played through, like, oh, a no. good, like, I'd say maybe a third of it. I'm not good with those types of video games, so it takes me a while, but I've played through a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, the um, the add-on that, like, leads right into The Force Awakens, Iden's, um at the end of it, Aiden's daughter ends up um, rendezvousing with Resistance and joining up with them. Mm-hmm. And right on, right during the evacuation of Dakar, at the beginning of the Last Jedi, um, she gives um, 
she gives Leia the plans to the First Order Dreadnought, and then Leia asks asks her to go find a- their allies in the Outer Rim. And then we've got, mm-hmm. like, nothing, nothing after that. So I'm like, can we get, like, Zay in there? Like, that would be some cool brand synergy. And also, like, I want to see Shriv, who is a misanthropic Duros, who is also from Battlefront 2 and is probably one of my favorite alien characters. Yes. And... I just want this. It it comes back to what we were talking about with Marvel and TV shows. I want the um, the content that I read, and consume and watch that isn't the main stuff to at least matter in some way. It doesn't have to be like a required thing. It doesn't have to be super consequential. I just need some acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Also, Finn and Janna are there. Yeah. Oh, and Janna's, like, yes. on the spaceship. So, like, I'm excited for her to play, apparently, a bigger part in the movie, which is dope. Yeah, and I remember a lot of us were scared that she would only be on one planet. Yeah, or, like, she would only be, like, in a scene or two. But she seems to be, like, sticking around for a while um but yeah so it's finn and janna and they seem to be looking out onto like the imperial fleet Mm -hmm. they are not people were saying when so this is a real or that was that we're talking about was shown in the d23 panel on saturday and then it wasn't released until monday so people only got to saw it see it like once and then we're trying to go from there and people were saying that they're on the falcon but sh- they're actually they're not actually on the falcon it looks closer to something like the transport ships from the last jedi because it's a, like a rebel pilot behind them so they seem to be closer to like being like with the resistance at that point so yeah i am excited for that I'm just, everything about this is just bringing up more questions. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, like, one, again, like, with, like, very similar to The Mandalorian, like, okay, we have all these new shots, but, like, what do we do as far as, like, processing them? Um, right. <laughs> like, cool, we have, like, all this new information, but also it's more confusing now than it was before. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of more confusing. Context where next... we're going, we don't need context. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> literally. literally. <laughs> well, the next shot is fucking C-3PO. Yeah, what the fuck? With red eyes. Like. And I, I just. He's finally snapped. <laughs> Literally, he, he I, literally snapped. <laughs> I have already said that, like, I am not a C-3PO, not his biggest fan. And I was already worried about, like, him having a quote-unquote, like, biggest role of yet in The Rise of Skywalker. And apparently it also involves him, I'm assuming, being evil with red eyes and i'm just so confused and also just like why just why i have theories and i have other people's theories 
What's um, your theory, Jacqueline? So, um, I don't know about theories, but just things I know from let, um, canon content that 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 it, at least the visual reminds me of. Um, 3PO, a 3PO unit with red eyes just is straight out of Dr. Aphra, triple zero, mm. um, has red eyes. And in fact, he once painted himself gold and disguised himself as 3PO to kidnap Luke. Um, but I don't think that's what's happening here. Um, either there's something, either he's been infected by something or maybe he isn't even like going bad at all. And maybe we're just seeing, we're just assuming red means bad. Um, Alex Damon, uh, Star Wars Explained, um, thought about how, um, 3PO has had his memory wiped before and but he's never fully lost like everything from it maybe they're doing diagnostics on him to try to figure out what to do with do with um palpatine it would also definitely like tie prequel prequel content into the main stuff um yeah so i don't know i just know that when i saw red 3po i'm like I mean, the the there are other parts in this. There's a the ending of this teaser like is the one thing that freaks me out the most. But this one just makes me go, "What?" Yeah, this is I. Oh goodness gracious! I just <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> literally, literally, Anthony like consulted with JJ, and he was like, "I want you to like." while out with this with this plot regarding my character like do your absolute worst when it comes to 3po and this is what we're getting we're getting 3po with a glock and 3po with red eyes seriously like (laughs) 3po's glock once again like we've all seen the leaked marketing poster where 3po is holding chewy's bowcaster like what's happening what the hell is going on 3PO's, 3PO's entire energy throughout this movie will be, I won't hesitate, bitch. Like, that's literally his he, energy in this he, movie. I won't hesitate, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's gone through a good, like, at this point, like, 60 years of bullshit, <laughs> and he's had enough. <laughs> literally. He's had enough. <laughs> he, he finally snapped. He's done. <laughs> it's over. I can't wait. I just, I, I need oh, to see God. it. I need to see it. okay but it's not the most important thing she does in this trailer but it ray fucking boomerang tosses her lightsaber yeah and like it looks like she's also holding up a stick horizontally um uh in her other hand when she does it and it looks like the stick that she's holding um in that one screenshot from the episode nine panel yeah so she's doing some sort of training yeah she has like what you can see when she catches the lightsaber back like she has her hand wrapped in like this red cloth and like i mean for me the simplest explanation is just that she didn't get it right the first time and so she cut her hand open and now she's just trying again but, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's a dope move, man. Mm-hmm. 
I've I've um I've seen some people think that maybe Leia is teaching her some stuff about the Force because of the fact that um because of the fact that she is they both seem to be in the same environment based on yes. the background. Um and I know at least that based on the original like teasers for The Force Awakens that that Maz Kanata and Leia were initially going to meet like Maz was going to give Leia the Skywalker saber um so maybe there might be some like force related dialogue that Carrie has that can be incorporated into that scene yeah um, maybe another, I don't know another theory is maybe is maybe the um force Skype is still like booming and Kylo was where that tree was <laughs> they're just cutting the tree that's that's ray's response to any force bond scenes now she just throws the lightsaber that's her that's her way of ending call yes <laughs> just throwing a lightsaber through things yes then everyone else has to like ask her to stop because they're like listen like you can't just keep cutting through like that's my room like you can't it's, it's, throw your lightsaber here it, it's like it's like um korg in um in um ragnarok <laughs> In Ragnarok, where he just like, where Loki's illusion disappears, and he, and he just like hits where it was, and he's like, "Fuck off, ghost!" <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, ghost! <laughs> God, I love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So she tosses it, and just again, like Jack and I were talking about this yesterday. But like, Kylo is very much that person who is just like a purist in like in terms of lightsabers. Like, yes. he's, like, very, like, methodical and, like, has, like, is, like, I guarantee you he's, like, that purist who, like, knows all the different fighting styles of lightsabers. And, like, that is what he, like, focused on and trained in. And then Ray just comes in here and she's just, like, fucking swinging for the fences, just, like, swinging around. And it just keeps working. And, like, just exhibit number, like, 1257 that, like, all Ray does is just, like, all right, I'm just gonna toss it. See what happens. I will say... Okay, I'm also going to say that my interpretation of Kylo knowing all of that stuff is also the fact that I believe I see him as a greasy incel who is like <laughs> while you were while you were getting laid I was studying the blade. <laughs> um Oh my god. Yes. I I will say I will say that Becoming friends with you, Brooklyn, has made me probably appreciate Kylo Ren more than I have in the past. Oh, and yay. I continue That's to just my favorite sentiment. I have so many people. I'm going. People, yeah, people are like, I, I become friends with you, Brooklyn, and now I can kind of see why people like Kylo. And I'm like, this is my brand. Thank you. I I'm just converting people to to Kylo Ren. I still, I still am staunchly not into Raylo. I that's fine. I still love to. I still really want Kylo to have the shit kicked out of him. But also, oh, that's 100%. something Same. I think most Kylo fans share. So yes, <laughs> you know, in the end, at the end of the day, we're not all that different. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I feel like every Kylo fan is like, "Well, would you like someone to kick his ass?" And everyone is like, like oh, "Yes, yeah. he needs it." Definitely. Like, he definitely this, needs someone to kick his ass. Preferably Ray. Ray should kick his ass. This idiot man needs some sense kicked into him. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah. And then it cuts, let's see, that the so the next thing it cuts to is now we see Kylo in the trailer and he's like coming out of his tie fighter and it's very looks to be like very stormy, very blue and he's just like a very determined like a very determined walk. Like he's just he knows where he's going and he like ignites his lightsaber on the way and kind of like drags it on the ground which like which is, he's just such a dramatic little bitch and i love him I, okay the lightsaber drag on the ground i will say like if a woman was doing it i'd be very 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 um uh uh excited by just that is that the word yeah you excited <laughs> um uh, yeah what mm, yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. the end of the trailer at some point <laughs> Um, we'll but, there, but I've seen, but I saw its tweet pointing out that based on the ground, it looks like the, it looks like it's the weather at least changing the color grading of the scene, but it looks like they might be in the desert from the first um, trailer. The same tie tie interceptor is behind Kylo. It looks like it's crashed. I'm assuming Ray like beat beat the shit out of it like, with her lightsaber, like, when she did the sick backflip. Um, yeah. And we know from The Last Jedi that um, four spirits can influence the weather because Yoda used lightning to burn down the force tree on Octo. True. And so lightning suddenly, like, a force storm suddenly happening, like, even, like, the Bendu did it in season three of Rebels. Like... A force storm happening when two, like, beings as powerful in the force as Rey and Kylo Ren facing off against each other. Like, I can see, like, the environment becoming physically affected by it. Yes. Yeah, because then... So, again, I'm not sure... Ryan Johnson has just, like, ruined my trust in Star Wars trailers with the whole, like, I want someone to show me my place in all of this this is not fake. going to go the way you think. Fake out, but not fake out at all trailer. So, like, I it feels like Kylo is the, like, scene of him walking to the scene of him, like, walking into, like, the battle with Rey. Seems to be in the same place, but, like, uh, there are no guarantees in a Star Wars trailer. They they look to me to be two different con- confrontations with, which, one, if we get more than one lightsaber duel between Rey and Kylo Ren, I will be, like... I'll be satisfied. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've wanted a Ray versus Kylo rematch since the Force Awakens. I was very happy with the fake out where they ended up like teaming up to beat the shit out of, um, well, not beat the shit, but murder the hell out of a out of just an entire room of people. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like. It seems like they're both two different confrontations. Um, the storm might make the. Um, I can't tell which one would be later than the one than, and which one would be earlier. I just can't tell. I just know it looks cool as shit. Yeah. So that yeah. So then Kylo walks. Then we see Kylo and Ray fighting on. What I'm pretty sure is confirmed to be like it's it's the. It's you the remains it. of the Death Star on Endor. And, y- yes. like, the waves are crashing. It's in the Sea of Endor. And they are the fighting. Yeah. So, yeah. They're fighting on 
the remains of the floating, Death Star. Floating debris of the Death Star, too. Yeah. And just, like, the vibe and the tension there is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very weird... Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like... It doesn't have that same energy, like, as, like, Force Awakens, where, like, they are... You can tell that they're very angry with each other, or, you know, like, it seems like a very calculated thing. And, like, I just don't know what to make of, like, the tension and vibes coming from that shot, specifically. We'll see in December. (laughs) And, yeah, we won't know anything until we see the movie, because that's how it works. But I I just am very intrigued by that scene, to see how that plays out in reality. I'm I'm gonna like point out something that I've just noticed while we were talking about all of this, but whenever Ray and Kylo Ren face each other, the environment around them is dynamic in some way. Um, yeah, like you've got waves crashing against this against this derelict Death Star. You've got like say a storm happening, like as they're about to confront each other. They it was snowing and the planet was crumbling while they were fighting in the Force Awakens. And there wasn't really anything other than, like, a gigantic, like, room-sized curtain burning when it came to the environment and when they teamed up together. Like, when they teamed up together, it was kind of ruthlessly effective. Not, but, but with, like, everything else, it just seems like forces of nature colliding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a very elemental nature to when they fight. It's in it. It's very much something I'm into. Yes. But yeah, so there's all of that. And then we hear Palpatine's voice over and it just says, your journey nears its end. Your which like, journey s- nears its end. Like still, what the fuck is Palpatine doing in this Oh, both on a like, why the fuck is he here? And also, (laughs) literally, what is happening here? And yeah, so and again, we haven't seen anything of Palpatine. We've only heard his voice. We've only heard him laugh and say, your journey nears its end. So and that your journey nears its end plays over Kylo and Rey fighting on the Death Star. So a lot's happening. And then we get a few moments of just black silence. And then... Lo and behold... Oh god, I'm so gay. Fucking dark ray. And she's in all black and a hood. And she has a double lightsaber that is like a switchblade lightsaber that like comes together and then she flips it out and it like oh boy like oh my fucking god are you actually serious like is did i just have a fever dream and hallucinate this and no because i just rewatched the trailer and it's there again so like <laughs> there are so many things to unpack here first of all that style of lightsaber was first seen in i guess the only other place to seen it is in rebels when they're like the temple guards, I believe. Um, in yes. it was like Kanan's Force Vision, right? When they were in like the Jedi Temple. It also um, showed up in the Clone Wars with with um, uh, on um, the Umbara arc with Pongrel, the Jedi who wielded two of those. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like it has, so it can be like together. So both of the blades are facing the same direction and then she like flips it out. So it is a double bladed lightsaber on like, you know, one end to the other, like parallel to each other. But uh, yeah, so that, but also like this footage of this part is so like, it's different than the rest it's shot very strangely and like the quality almost seems to go down in this shot and i just that's like what throws me the most is it feels weird like it like ray's face looks weird and like it looks more skeletal and gaunt Mm -hmm. yeah and like (sighs) i just i don't know and, like, you know, there's lots, obviously, lots of theories about this. You know, is it some kind of force vision? Is it, is she being possessed? What is happening? Where did she get that lightsaber? She's just going through a phase. She likes black now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I have... It's it's Ray's twin so sister, Yur. <laughs> yes. It's a clone raise a clone there's your answer of her parentage she's just a clone she's a clone of she's a female clone of palpatine she's the x-23 to palpatine's wolverine no please no oh my god (laughs) i hate that so much i'm 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 already sorry for speaking that hypothetical into existence (gasps) oh that was the worst but it's fine (laughs) um but yeah, so dark ray thoughts. Um, sexy. Yeah. Yes. God, so hot. Are you kidding me? Want on top of me. <laughs> yes, yes, same. Choke. My me. ideal weight is dark ray choke. on top of me. <laughs> choke, choke me with the force and or with your bare hand. Like either one works. Both is fine. Um. Yeah, I. I do think this is a vision, and Same. I'm relating it directly to um, my theory of it. On it is du- related directly to um, Kylo's insecurity. Um, you see, you see now the fact that we know he's been just. This is off topic, but every time I call him Kylo, I'm just like, this is his edge lord persona. Like, I feel weird just acknowledging his stupid name. Um, oh, see, I felt, I felt the opposite for a long time. Like, I felt weird saying Ben Solo. Like, I felt more comfortable with Kylo Ren than I did with calling him Ben Solo. See, I don't know. I'm just, I just, it, yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) see, he's, as we've seen, he's full of insecurities. Um, when we, if you look closely at... Ray in this um, footage, her outfit is more refined. It looks like a gown. It looks much closer to something Kylo would wear in The Force Awakens. The lightsaber blades are erratic and sparking, and and they look like the blades of Kylo's saber. Um, And if you look at her finger on her her right her left index finger, it looks like she's wearing Leia's ring. Or something yeah! similar. And so she's wearing some kind of ring on her finger. Mm-hmm. 
and it looks kind of like Leia's ring. And my thing is, Kylo is a, very much a representation of a man born into privilege who thinks he's been owed. He's been owed some a lot of things that were taken from him. Um, so I think maybe this is him seeing a force vision induced by Palpatine to manipulate him in some way. And he's showing Ray surpassing him in every way, taking what's his. He already took, she already took his parents. Like Han, she was with Han, like right before Han, he killed Han. She's, she's with Leia, like escaping him on, on crate. Um, she, so she has her ring in the vision. She took, she took Luke's like respect as a student, respect, um, as a teacher um and now it's like is she going to take his empire from him is she going to usurp him and like then she'll lead the knights of ren um and like i don't think ray would go full dark side this late in the trilogy unless there's a weird time jump and i doubt that would happen because that's a really stupid choice to make this late in the game yeah um, I don't think it's Palpatine possession because I feel like as extra as Palpatine is, I don't see him like fashioning a brand new lightsaber. And also in in terms of fashioning a lightsaber, he definitely would do something that's less like, looks like it's about to like explode. Um, Because Palpatine was all about like making his lightsabers golden and shit. Um... It's not impossible if it's possession, but I just don't think it is. But I, I'm not yeah. like I think. Just think it's unlikely. Um, so, and I'm going to bring up something that I think kind of supports it. Like we've seen in um, in like like the Last Jedi, some of the things people were like, "This is weird and out of place." We ended up seeing them first in animated shows like Rebels and the Clone Wars. Like, before The Last Jedi even came out, Kanan had used the Force to pull himself back into um, a space station after Maul had, like, dumped him into space. Yeah. Um, In the most... Very recently, just a few months ago, I think, um, the Age of Rebellion comic, focusing on Luke, involved Luke Palpatine reaching out across the galaxy in the force to affect um luke's mind and give him and tempt him to try to get him to give up the fight and just like go hide somewhere and just live a life that won't interfere with the empire um we also saw um we also saw in the end of rebels like palpatine you tempt ezra with um the vision of his parents which was also kind of messed with the world between worlds we don't know if that's actually going to be like relevant to the um the um to the rise of skywalker but we know at least in canon that palpatine is capable of influencing people's minds by giving them visions he's created directly and um again 
Kylo is very much someone who is about entitlement. He is all he's always after something that someone else has, even from the very beginning of of the Force Awakens. Like especially with Rey. Rey has a location he needs. Um, Rey has a lightsaber that he claims belongs to him. I just think pulling on that the threat of that insecurity is definitely something Palpatine would do to control Ben. Because it's definitely the kind of thing he did to control and manipulate Anakin. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Ha! I just want this movie to come out like right now so I can have all the answers, but also I'm very stressed about how this movie is actually going to go, and I don't want to see it because then I'll know. And <laughs> so also, know we'd be re- also, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that we still haven't fucking seen Rose. Yeah, what the fuck? Where the fuck J- is JJ Rose? Abrams, where is my wife? What have you done to her? Yeah. Where is she? Yeah, J.J. Abrams, I will, turn your location I will find on. you. Turn your location on right now. <laughs> like, I'm at least kind of, like, the celebration panel, he said, like, best thing Ryan did did for me was cast Kelly, and we've seen, like, nothing of her, but she was we've at seen D23. one promo still, but she she's also at... been, like, on every press event. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, she seems to be doing a lot of, like, press for the last not for the last jedi for the rise of skywalker like we see we've been seeing more pictures of her like all dressed up and being gorgeous and i want her to wife me uh about like probably a press tour so the fact that she's involved enough to be like in these press tours has me like maybe i just don't i don't want to be like full-on pessimist about it but uh why aren't we seeing rose i need her i need a rose i just oh boy i just i need you to confirm like i need if if like the official trailer doesn't have a shot of rose in it like we're driving to lucasfilm and we are physically like not physically but like literally the only like acceptable reason for like um not me not seeing rose in this shit is if like the scenes she's in are like too spoilery and plot important Mm. otherwise what the fuck is going on like if she like arrives with the cavalry like at the last minute i wouldn't i wouldn't I, I would still complain because we need Kelly more. deserves much more than what she's been given. But, like, I'm still upset that she's not a part of the um, galaxy-spanning road trip that um, the trio seems to be going on. Right? Like, it should have been the four of them. I'm like, just saying. I know like, nothing about this plot, and I'm going to say that that road trip should have included Rose. Yep. I'm just saying, Rose is a capable, like, person, and you've got 3PO who can't fend for himself on this trip. Like, And is apparently no ready to murder you, so maybe you should have brought Rose. Ah, oh, God. Like, 
I love Rose Tico so goddamn much. Same. And, like, oh, God, I, I'm just, it's fine. Um, you, you can all read my, um, my fan fiction that centers her post Rise of Skywalker that I'll definitely write. And post Rise also, of Skywalker. <laughs> and after the Rise of Skywalker and. Also, it will definitely have her and Rey get be a thing because I'm a lesbian, and these are the only two female characters I like know characterization wise that are similar in age because Star Wars doesn't let its goddamn female characters interact with each other. Nope, <sighs> for real though. But also because they would be so cute together, and I've got ideas about the dynamics so that would be cute. Yes. So cute together. Remember in the the red carpet for um, the um, last Jedi, I know how, how Kelly how Got Kelly overwhelmed was like, and started crying, and and Daisy went over and hugged her, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Like like because Kelly because Kelly like saw a Rose cosplayer and she like lost it, and I'm like, that's so wholesome. Oh boy. Oh, goodness gracious. I didn't think I would be, like, crying at the end of this podcast, but... Oh, really? You didn't You didn't factor that in? <laughs> I mean, I assume... Did I, I not assume... put crying in the show notes? <laughs> yeah, really. Seriously, I, assume, I assumed at least, Brooklyn, you would be crying. <laughs> but... Because, because you said that you, you haven't, like, had a full-on freak-out yet. That's true, I and... haven't. But, just... but, like, I cried this morning when I watched this shit, so. <laughs> I was, like, I woke up to it. So, like, I was not quite awake enough to be able to break down. Like, it was barely processing that I was watching it. Understood. See, I accidentally woke up at, like, 5 a.m. my time. So I was, like, already awake for, like, two hours before it happened. Mm. Gee, that's a perfect way to go. <sighs> well that's all the new footage that we have yes. of rise of skywalker which in total is like 15 seconds that we spent like an hour talking about but you know it's fine um but yeah it's just so great i have so many questions there's so many things i have a laundry list of things that if lucasfilm does i will come and fight them so you know what's new um but yeah and let's see Ooh, mm-hmm. i don't know how to segue into our patreon <laughs> i forgot words. <laughs> that is a segue right there <laughs> you've mentioned it might as well all right do so it. we have a patreon <laughs> it's just a star wars story podcast on patreon um there are different tiers you can get different rewards we really appreciate everybody who supports us on there um we'd like to give a shout out to vetmatic greg jonathan kayla meg nick and carla thank you so much for being our patrons um you can find our podcast on social media at asws underscore podcast um jacqueline where can they find you on the social medias 
You can find me on Twitter at jbandos, at J-B-A-N-D-O-S. Um, I'm under Jacqueline Bolin, an evil idiot. Um, and also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, the link's also in that description. And um, I just want to shout out and link um, Star Wars Rep Matters, which yes. has its own account and website now, which is at Matters and then an underscore. I am a contri- going to be a contributor for, for it. I just have been too busy to write. Hopefully <laughs> soon I will have a piece up, which... I already have plans for so yay and also every, every, what Star Wars Rep Matters is doing and bringing attention to is very important yes and yes Absolutely. yes yes if you're listening to this go follow Star Wars Rep Matters yes. please 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 and Delaney where can they find you I am at Delaney Organa um, on Twitter and on Instagram I feel like my Twitter is a lot more entertaining, so... But if you <laughs> if you want to go see the pictures that I post, go ahead and check out my Instagram. Um, I haven't been as active on either platform, like, within the last week to maybe two weeks, but I'm, like, trying to be more active now, so it's kind of... I'm putting forth an effort <laughs> to be a little bit more active. Um, but yeah, same, same handle, both platforms. And Brooklyn, where can people find you? They can find me, um, on Twitter, at BrooklynBound, and those are zeros, so B-R-0-0-K-L-Y-N-B-0-U-N-D. Um, and yeah, just come hang out with me on Twitter. Um, and with that, I think we covered everything. And... and sounds like it. Yeah, I think all that's left to say is may the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Yay, we did it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I phrased that like it was a question. (laughs) May the force be with you. okay. With you? And also with your spirit. (laughs) And then they changed it just to trick John. (laughs) 